Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on this Thursday edition of the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we welcome in our DraftKings Network friends and family alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Got a great hour ahead in about 30 minutes. Sean Merriman is going to join us. Three-time All-Pro linebacker. Uh, we can get some of his thoughts on the state, the current state of the Chargers defense, one that he was fantastic on back in the day. And then at the end of the hour, our guy, Mike Palm, VP of Operations from right here where I broadcast from Circa Resort and Casino. He's going to hop on the line for Palm's pressing three. But Michael, where we're going to start Thursday night football. We got a great game coming up tonight. The Cincinnati Bank paying a visit to the Baltimore Ravens. Three and a half points are the spread. The total has ticked up for all the primetime unders we've been talking about. This one has been bet up to 46 and a half points right now for anybody who missed it in hour one. How are you feeling about the way things are going to shake out tonight? You know, I look at this game and I try to picture it in my head, right? How's it going to go? What's going to happen? You know, who's got the advantage? And I watch the Bengal defense, and I'm really not impressed at all. They have not been able to get control of the game. Teams have run the ball on them. You know, last week they gave up over 500 against the 49ers, even though that was a great win. They won it with their offense. So for me, you know, Baltimore is going to move the ball. I think there's no question Baltimore is going to move the ball. And then, But then I think about – how teams in the North seem to always play in tight games, right? <clears throat> and we gave out <coughs> we gave out that number yesterday in our betting tip, right? That the North is just really a very tight conference. And <coughs> excuse me, and they're able to cover the line. And if you just take the dog, it's been very profitable. So the better side of me wants to take the 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 uh, <coughs> here, Michael. Michael, take a sip of water. Excuse you can ca- you can catch your breath for a second. But yeah, no, just to man. cement your thought process there, the AFC North division games. The stat that he's talking about that we had as a pro tip earlier this week: underdogs in AFC North division games, sixty nine, forty six, and three over the last decade, five hundred ATS <laughs> or better, nine of the last ten years. So it has been very profitable to take the underdog in these uh-huh. situations. And our guy Mike Somich, professional handicapper, host of. Um, 
um, the handle here on Beeson. He joined us in hour one and he did like taking the dog in the Cincinnati Bengals today. I have a hard time with this game, Michael, because I feel like the Ravens are the better team and I want to back right. them at home mm-hmm. to have success tonight. I'm just not sure if I can get there because of the reasons that you mentioned. You okay? Do you have water? I got to get you some water. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> just something happened to me yeah. here. I, I really like the Ravens. I just can't take them. Yeah. They give away the lead in the fourth quarter. And Samich made a really good point. He said, if you take the Ravens and you're up by 10 in the fourth, the, the Bengals are going to backdoor cover you. And if you don't have the three and a half, you're going to get you're going to get in trouble. So for me, that worries me a lot. And I think, to, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Now, I say that in two years ago, Cincinnati goes into Baltimore. It puts 41 and blows them out, right? Then they go play in Cincinnati. Cincinnati puts 41 on them and blows them out again. But that's a completely different Cincinnati team then than it is now, particularly defensively. Plus, Cincinnati has no run game. Mm. Everything falls on, on, on the shoulders of Joe Burrow. Yeah, they average a league worst 74.8 yards per game on the ground. And so we do expect it's going to be a pass heavy attack from the Bengals and likely a run heavy attack from this Baltimore Ravens offense. And so what I wanted to ask you about follow up on a thought, because I asked Samich about the Mitchell Keaton, the rookie from the Baltimore Ravens, when he has had the ball in his hands the last two games, he's been able to have a lot of success. And so he broke out for 138 yards against the Seattle Seahawks two weeks ago last week against Cleveland two big plays he had the 39 yard touchdown run and a 32 yard catch and run for his lone reception yet only touched the ball four times in the game and was only on the field for four offensive plays in the second half and so I wanted to get your opinion as somebody who has been around NFL organizations your entire life when coaches say things in press conferences about usage how much can we take that at face value because John Harbaugh said in his press conference this Mm -hmm. week that that looking back at last week and the usage for Keaton Mitchell, they regretted not using him more. And that in the game plan this week, yeah. they want to make sure that he's a part of it. I yeah. personally want to bet his overs today, but I don't know how much of that I can really take at face value. Well, remember last week he showed up on the injury report and they weren't sure he was going to play. And then he had the two big runs that he didn't play. And I think what happens in a lot of games is a guy wasn't with us in practice. He put him in the game. You know, did he tweak it? Did he get hurt? We don't know. But I think what Harbaugh said is the truth. I think he's not blind. He knows for this offense to be really good. This kid has run the ball really effectively. And they need to play him. And so I would expect him to play. I really would. Because you could see the players. I mean, the run he makes against the Browns, I mean, that's a 38-yard touchdown Mm -hmm. run. If they don't have that run, they don't run the ball. They only gained 106 yards on the day. So... I think he'll play, and I think they need him to play, really. I hope so. I took the over 37 and a half rushing yards. I'm seeing it mostly 38 and a half now. It's going up. And Samich said, if you like him, he's obviously utilized in the pass game as well. One of his two pop plays was a pass play. Um, 49 and a half is the rushing and receiving number. He's also plus 210 for an anytime touchdown. What about Joe Mixon? His rushing yards prop is set at 54 and a half. We just talked about how much um, this Cincinnati Bengals team has struggled to run the football. He's gone under this number three the last four games. Ravens are a hard team to run the ball on. Do you think it's another under day for him? Well, I think he has to go over if the Bengals are going to win, but I think it's an underplay. 
You know, last week against uh, the Browns, they gave up 178. Two weeks against the Cardinals out in the desert, you know, they gave up 129 and only 181 yards passing. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball, the Bengals, but he won't call runs. I mean, they don't really want to run the ball. Zach Taylor doesn't want to run the ball. He's 31st in rushing attempts. Only Eric, Eric Bieniemy wants to run it less. They're 32nd in yards rushing. Like, they have no run game. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you have no run game, like, like, and you're the head coach and you're the play caller, you just say, I'm not calling any more runs. That's it. I'm done. It's a wasted play. It's a wasted play. That's why they're number two in the league in passing attempts. Doesn't that go hand in hand? You're 31st in rushing attempts. You're second in passing attempts. There's always a balance. But like the Washington team, their yards per attempt is not very good. They're 24th. They're throwing it a lot, but they're not doing a lot with it. They're running a lot. They're not running at all for a good reason because they can't run. Whereas Washington's the reverse. They don't run it, but they're 11th in the league in yards per attempt. It's kind of a different thing. Well, and I do think, too, Michael, because of what you mentioned about the Ravens' run defense struggling last week and allowing a 100-yard rusher in Jerome Ford, that that's probably been a big point of emphasis for them this week, too, and showing that they're a better unit than they did mm-hmm. last week. So I I haven't bet Joe Mixon under, but that is where I lean there. One other prop I am considering is Mark Andrews over his either receptions or yards. I'm not sure what I like more, but I feel like he's due for a bounce back, Michael, because the Bengals are a team that has allowed the fourth most receiving yards to opposing tight ends tied for third most in touchdowns allowed to the position his anytime touchdowns around plus 150 his receptions number four and a half yards 58 and a half last week he only had four targets two catches 44 yards but that was his lowest and second to lowest in all three of those categories and since week two like he has been the go-to target so i feel like he should get over his numbers today yeah. and i agree completely because the Bengals have struggled defending the middle of the field. Yes. And he'll make plays. They can't match up. Dak Hill is not going to – it's Nick Scott. battle. Those guys are going to struggle against him. This whole secondary is going to struggle. There's no question they're going to struggle. Mike Hilton is the nickel corner. He's too small to play on Andrews. So that they have matchup trouble everywhere across the board, which is why on paper I like Baltimore so much. You know, when you go back to Mixon – Right. The difference between Cleveland running the ball on you and Cincinnati trying to run the ball are different. Cleveland wants to run the ball. They have multiple runs since he doesn't since he calls runs just to pass the time like they have no (laughs) physicality to their team. And when they play against a team like Baltimore, you know, unless they can hit a draw or they can hit some kind of outside zone, it's going to be hard. They just want to show it's there. It's not an actual threat, but it does exist. We do have no, somebody no. that will try. Just, you know, we'll call a run here. You know, and, and this is the problem is it's hard to build a championship team without physical toughness in the trenches. And it's hard to win in November and December against physical teams without physical toughness. Because what happens now is you don't practice a lot. You have to rely on all the work you've done. Like the Bengals are not going to turn around a running game tomorrow. Because they haven't been practicing a run game for 10 weeks. There's no practice now to do it. Michael, how will the result of this game factor into how you view each of these teams moving forward? Because the, the Bengals obviously really, really need a win. And the Ravens, we've seen them have leads and have advantages in the division and then let it slip away the back end of the year. 
I still think the Ravens are the best team. Look, they have, they've only been behind 28 minutes in games, according to NFL Network, NFL.com. They've only been behind 28 minutes. And that ranks them in a class of teams that are typically 10-0, and 0, the 07 Patriots. I mean, so we know they're really a good team. They've got to close it out. And they've got to be able to run the ball. That's the Ravens. Like, you're, you're right on Mitchell. They've got to run the ball. They want to be balanced. They do not want to be 40 pass, 20 runs. They want to be 25 passes, 30 runs. And Lamar Jackson, too, as a runner, he's had success in his career against Cincinnati, averaging 79 and a half yards on the ground per game. I'm not sure we'll see that. But, yeah, I'm hoping we get the Lamar Jackson and the Keaton Mitchell show. Help me get that prop over there later on tonight in prime time. Still TBD on what I feel about that total. Maybe we can revisit that a little bit later. But we're going to step aside when we come back, continuing to look at all of the games on the Week 11 NFL slate that have made significant moves in the line. Get Michael's opinion on those when we come back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on vsan the sports betting network with so many games on the board, there's no better time to put the VSIN experts to work for you. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for only $19. See everything VSIN has to up your betting game. You can do so at slash subscribe. 
Welcome back to the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. Time to go through, Michael, a lot of the line moves that we have seen on this week 11 NFL slate and no better place to start, I think, than this Steelers-Browns game with the news that came out yesterday that Deshaun Watson is going to be done for the season. Dorian Thompson-Robinson will be the starting quarterback in this game. So we've seen it go from as high as the Steelers getting four and a half points to now largely plus one on the contest lines that I know you look so closely at, we're seeing that at Pickham. So they think that the line's going to continue to move from that standpoint, Michael. Right move or wrong, wrong move with how much this line has changed? No, I'm actually shocked that Pittsburgh didn't become the favorite, really. Mm. And I think this book is telling us here, and this is why line movement tells you more than anything. You've got to read in between it. It's telling us how much they respect the Browns' defense and how little they respect Pittsburgh offense, Right. They know that Pittsburgh struggles to throw the ball. Pittsburgh, when they throw for over 200 yards in four games this year, are undefeated. Can they throw the ball against Cleveland? That's going to be a hard thing to do. And Cleveland stopped them from running the ball in the first game. They ran for 55 yards. They tried. They couldn't do it. Now, they scored 26 points. They forced four turnovers on defense, which was the, which has been the most points they've scored and the most turnovers they have. So this is a respect movement to the Browns defense, why they haven't flipped to the dog yet. Just to back up your thought process on Kenny Pickett and the Steelers moving the ball of the 35 of the 30, excuse me, qualifying quarterbacks the last three weeks, Kenny Pickett is 29th in yards per attempt, 29th in passing yards per game, 30th in rate of completions to gain 10 plus yards. Um, It has not been good numbers from that standpoint. And also, Michael, not only did we see a move on the spread, but an even bigger move on the total as high as 38 and a half to now sitting 33. Are we getting to the point where maybe that's too low? low or do you think it really is going to be just like a full-blown rock fight in this instance i would be shocked if when we look at the game book after the game if each team had more than nine possessions i think that unless they can't convert third downs then you know then it becomes you have a lot of possessions but you know no first downs i I would be shocked the steelers the last two weeks because they've been able to run the ball have hit the 20 yard 20 time first down mark two weeks in a row they had 21 against Green Bay, 20 uh, in the week before. So they've been fortunate. They typically don't get 20. For, they're not going to get 20 first downs in this game. I think that clock's going to keep running. The Las Vegas Raiders have won back-to-back games since making the coaching change, but they did have the benefit of facing both of the New York teams. They beat the Giants 30-6 to and then had a close one there with the New York Jets here in Vegas 16-12. to Now they have gone from a 10-point dog to a 13-and-a-half-point dog against the Miami Dolphins this week. Right move or wrong move? Uh, I think it's the right move. I, I think there's always going to be that sputtering out you know they're they're going to play a one o'clock game in miami which is a 10 o'clock game for the for the the raiders when they did that before they were in buffalo they got blown out i think it's a hard game and why i think it's a hard game is because i don't think the raiders can score more than 10 points and i think miami will score 30 so therefore i think anything below that is going to be easy to cover i think it had to it's 13 and a half in the contest. I think Sunday morning when you and I are doing this show, it'll be at 14. Yeah. 
and we know how the Miami Dolphins have had success beaten up on lesser than opponents. We got another situation like that this week with the 49ers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs ended a four-game skid with a 20-6 win over the Titans last week. The 49ers ended a three-game skid, came out of the bye week with a dominant win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the Bucs getting no respect here in this spot. People thinking San Francisco is San Francisco. They've gone from a 10-point favorite all the way up to 12 now and still seeing money. Right move or wrong move back in the Niners? Well, look, they scored 20 against the Titans defense last week. The Bucs did. And, and it took all that they could do. They're not going to move the ball effectively. Mayfield will struggle against good defenses. We know this, right? I think it's clearly the right move. You know, the Bucs haven't proven to me they can cover in the back end. We saw the Houston Texans, which runs an offense similar to, but not exactly like the 49ers. We saw them put up 500 yards on them. I think it'll be this more. I think that'll happen again. I think it's going to be hard for the Bucks to move the ball. I think this line, <clears throat> the only thing you worry about this line is the backdoor cover. Yep, and Tampa Bay has covered in each of their last three games despite being just one and two straight up in that instance. How about the Rams and Seattle Seahawks uh, keeping it in the AFC, the NFC West here? Matt Stafford was a full participant in practice Wednesday for the first time since he sprained the ulnar collateral ligament in his right thumb. Always love playing, you know, Twitter doctor on all of these mm -hmm. things. But the Rams have gone yeah. from getting a field goal to now only getting one with that development. Right move or wrong move? Oh, it's the right move. I mean, Seattle in the opener gained 180 yards against them total in the opener. That's when the Rams were healthy. The Rams gained 426, had 27 first downs in the game. I think this is clearly the right move. I, I'm shocked the Rams didn't move. It even moved further. You know, I, I think Seattle, even though they moved the ball really well last week against a bad Washington team, they barely won 29-26. The Rams are healthy. And I'm not saying the Rams are great. The Rams are healthy. And because they're healthy, they'll give them a good game. I think it's the right move. Yeah, and that's what I, at the beginning of the season, you were saying, if you want to back the Rams, now's the time because they're healthy. Now it feels like we have that same narrative. Didn't expect to get that at week 11 yep. in the season, but but here we are. Um, okay, the well, Dallas Cowboys go from a nine-point favorite. There's a one-and-a-half-point move up to ten-and-a-half in Carolina, taking on the Panthers. Thomas Brown no longer having those play-calling duties. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, you're asking yourself this question. The Panthers, can they run the football against the Cowboys? The answer is probably not. They can't run the ball against anybody. Can Bryce Young make a play in the passing game? Probably. Now, the Panthers are healthier defensively. Will they give Dak Prescott trouble? Yeah. Do the, do, do the Cowboys play less on the road? Yeah. I mean, you know, they went into Arizona and lost. So this line kind of surprised me. It went back up that way. It really did. I would have thought the pro, the professional, the people that do it for a living would be on Carolina. Not because they think Carolina is going to pull the upset, only because Dallas is going to want to make sure they get their players that they need out of the game so they can play Thanksgiving Day. I think that's the motivation here. That's why I'm surprised it moved over the 10.5 because you could tease the Cowboys down you know, and, and you could really, you know, and so it's it's so it's it's up there. And, you know, I just think to me, I thought it would come a little bit towards Carolina. I thought people would bet Carolina. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I thought of it more of the look ahead angle, not necessarily from resting their guys, but just like having coming off of such a significant marginal victory like you did 
and then looking ahead maybe to that coming week. That's more of my angle. But yeah, I, that's that's an interesting perspective too. If they do get such a big lead that Carolina could come back up against some of those those backup players. But how disappointed are you in Miles Sanders? Because you talk about the run game and how they haven't yeah. been able to run on anybody. I really thought that he was going to do well in this system and he's done nothing. But I don't know how much of that you just put on the offensive line. Well, but that line game, that line could run block last year. That, I'm disappointed in Frank Wright. Like everything about this, I think I, David Tepper has to be too. Yeah. Like they could run the ball last year. They had Sam Darnold at quarterback. They could run the ball. That's the tight ends are the same. The offensive line is relatively the same, and the offensive line coach is the same. What's the common denominator? Frank Wright. It can't run the ball. Their whole run design is simplistic. Last year they had all different kinds of runs. So for me. I think that's the issue. I really do. All right, let's hit one more here. How about the Houston Texans who opened as a four-point favorite? That's gone up to five against the Arizona Cardinals coming off. Back-to-back big performances from C.J. Stroud. Well, you expected the public to be all over this. I'm not sure that's the right move. I think if you like the Cardinals, you're getting a really good number. The Cardinals, you have to take out what they've done earlier in the year. They've got Murray. They can throw the football effectively, right? They can throw the ball. Now, D'Amico Ryan's has played against Murray before. Go back to 2021 when he was a defense coordinator of the 49ers. The Cardinals beat the 49ers twice that year. Twice. And they moved the ball effectively on a good 49er defense led by D'Amico Ryan. So I'm surprised it's going towards the Cardinals. But I'm not because the public's all over. The, they're the public team right now. MVP, all that stuff. Yeah, C.J. Stroud setting the the rookie record two weeks ago for passing yards, five touchdowns last week, carries it over, has another big day. He is what most people have deemed the story of the NFL right now. And I mean, a rightful favor for offensive player of the year. I'm still not sure I'm buying the MVP talk, but the odds certainly no. have been cut down significant. Michael, he was 130 to one. Now he's 25 to one. And I feel like he continues to get play at that number. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And they got an easy schedule. They have an easy schedule coming ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, because they've been the worst team, right? Like, you get an easy schedule when you've been bad. We, When we come back, speaking of bad, we're going to talk a little bit about the L.A. Chargers because a former player, Sean Merriman, is going to join us coming up next. Looking forward to that conversation. Stay with us. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi, I'm Stormy Vaughn and Tony. Excited to welcome in great friend of ours here at VEASAN, Sean Merriman, three-time All-Pro linebacker, former Rookie of the Year, sacks leader in OC. Also, the founder of Lights Out Extreme Fighting, available on Fubo TV. And Sean, before we jump into all the great football topics that we have lined up for you, what should people know about the big event you guys have coming up this Saturday in Long Beach? And congrats as well on all your success in the MMA space. No, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I've been around this sport for 17 years, man. So, uh, you know, to kind of run the show now with Lights Out Extreme Fighting, 
has been fun. We got a huge fight coming up this Saturday in Long Beach. You can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. So if anybody in that Long Beach, SoCal area, you make, make sure you come to this. We'll also be live on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports, man. So you don't want to miss this one. As you, saw, as you guys see right there, Victor Roses and Puentes Jr., that one's going to be a banger. Uh, we got Alvin Morales and Ramos. Alvin Morales, former UFC guy. Uh, Ramos from Nick and Nate Diaz's camp. Tony, uh, we have uh, Tommy Aaron back on his card again as well. That's uh, from Tony Ferguson's camp. I believe he'll be at the fight as well. So uh, Jake Woodley, former D1 wrestler. I can't wait for uh, for people out there to see him. So get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com and, and watch us live on Football TV, Football Sports. Now that's awesome, Sean. Let's talk to you about your past team. The team that made you the number one pick when you were great on defense. Has it been hard watching this Charger defense recently? And what did you make of Staley's comments that he's not going to change what he's doing and he's going to keep calling the plays? Yeah, you know, Michael, to be honest, I've been at every home game. Uh, you know, I'm still pretty close to the team, uh, pretty close to the players. And I guess the most upsetting part of, of everything is you look at their roster and see what they have, and that's the most frustrating part of it, right? How, how can you? not do well with a Derwin James and a Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Tooley, who's playing well. They got guys on defense, so you try to scr- you're scratching your head trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And to me, it just seems like they have a lot on their plate. They're not uh, playing fast, right? They're coming up to the line of scrimmage. They, the plays are not ready. They're trying to audible adjust on defense. The ball is high. Guys are not in position. And, you know, we've seen against the Jets, they do you know, seven or eight sacks. They, they can play when necessary, but they haven't been playing with passion. They haven't been playing fast. That's that's my biggest problem with these guys. It's not the players that they have. They have enough talent to get it done. So who do you put that on then? Like, is it, I mean, Brandon Staley obviously is a defensive mind and I know his seat was a little bit warm just coming into this season. A lot was going to be put on how they were going to perform. And when your offense is putting up 30 plus points in a game, you, you shouldn't be losing those games, right? That's the that's the biggest uh, the biggest problem I have with what's going on. You have an offense that are, that is more than capable of putting up thirty plus points a game. Uh, you know, as a former defensive player, we always said that look, if we can hold anybody under twenty four points. We should have an opportunity to win every single game, and that hasn't been the case with them. We understand the first game of the year when they played the Dolphins. Okay, you're, you're playing a high uh, you know high intensity, high explosive team that's going to put up points. We know that. We're going to give up some points there. When you play the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to give up some points there. But you have to have the ability to beat the teams you should have, uh, should beat. The Lions had no business having over 500 yards in offense, had no business scoring over, over 40 points. That should never happen. Yes, the Lions are a good team, but they're not 40-plus points a game good. And so that falls on the defense. And if, you, if his coach is saying that we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, that's not a good sign for anybody. That's not encouraging. Uh, that doesn't make the fans, the players feel good if you're not going in and changing anything at all. Hey, Sean, were you surprised that Staley came back after the meltdown in Jacksonville? That's A. And B, you, you've been around the Spanos family. Do you think that if he doesn't make the playoffs, it is over with for him there? Yeah, well, the, first, the answer to your first question is I was, I was surprised uh, but I, I understood them bringing bring him back because he brought in Kellen Moore, right? So if everybody wants to point the finger at Lombardi, who's a former offensive coordinator there, fine. I think the front office did a great job in going and bringing an a, a, a offensive coordinator in who can put up points. They've been doing that. Okay, now what's the issue, right? There's no more, there's no more excuses. There's no more finger pointing. 
You have a quarterback that, that has the most explosive, strongest arm in the NFL. You got a, a Canaan Island. Mike Williams obviously went down for the year, but Everett, Eckler, you're stacked on offense, right? And they're getting it done. You got to now look, the defensive guys, and I'm not talking about just the players, the coaches at all. They got to go look in the mirror and find out who they want to be for the rest of the season. But I tell you this, they missed the playoffs. I can't see Staley coming back. Here with three-time All-Pro linebacker Sean Merriman. And another one of your former teams is probably asking themselves a lot of those same questions in the Buffalo Bills. And we see them this past week let go of their offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey. Do you think that that could be maybe the wake-up call that this team needs, that things have to change? Or how did you perceive that move this week? Yeah, no, absolutely. And when that, when those type of moves are being made, it starts from the top to the bottom, right? So you start to coach, okay, the coach is the problem. Let's let's move on from him. Then you start looking at the general manager, people who are putting guys in place. They look at him. If they're if they're not the issue, now you got to start looking at Josh Allen and those turnovers, right? I think that we we a lot of us keep turning a blind eye. Is he a great quarterback? Yes. Is he going to throw some interceptions here and there? Yes, because a lot of the greats did. Nobody complained when Brett Favre did it. Nobody complained when some of these other guys did it. Peyton Manning did it. They've all thrown interceptions. But you can't have a, a, a kind of a repeated situation when you have that kind of team. They're another team that should go out and, and, and show well against most teams. But when you turn the ball to over two, three times a game, your, your chances of winning goes down. So they got rid of the offense coordinator. Okay, it's going to start looking at the GM. Last but not least, I'm telling you what's coming next. They're going to start looking at Josh Allen at some point in time. It, yeah, but it's hard to find another Josh. You can find another Sean McDermott. You can't find another Josh Allen. That's the problem, Sean. And then the biggest issue is in the last three playoff games, they've given up over 33 points a game. You know, yeah, Allen turns the ball over. I get that. You can't do it. But at some point, you know, when you fire the coach, aren't you saying that there's nothing wrong with the defense too? Yeah, and that just goes down to when you start looking at the hierarchy and who's the problem, right? So, that's, so now they're going to start going through the entire roster, entire coaching staff, entire front office until we find a problem. And you're right, man, with that defense that they have, and you know Josh Allen's going to go out there and get it done. Yeah, you got to get over as a defensive player. You know you got a, a, a quarterback that's going to turn, turn the ball over some because he is a bit risky because – he, uh, you know, has these plays. We extend the drives and make things happen. Those work out for the most part. So as a defensive player, you have to have the mentality to know going into each every week, this is going to be the case. And we, we can't, we can't uh, bend and break when those things happen. That's what's been happening over there. When those uh, turnovers uh, happen from Josh Allen, the defense aren't responding. And, and that's been a huge issue for them. We got a fun one on Thursday night football coming up tonight with the Ravens and Bengals going head to head. And both of these teams obviously are coming off tough losses and trying to make their push down to see if they could be a playoff contender, a Super Bowl contender, even potentially you have a feel for tonight's game and who might be able to get the better of who. Yeah, um, you know, I like the Bengals in this one. Um, I, we, uh, we talk about turnovers and, and I know that people want to stay away from him because I, I am a huge fan of his as well. Lamar Jackson, he's another one that's been turning the ball over. They, they, when he turns the ball over, they, they struggle winning football games. So they can't do that against the Bengals. I know the Bengals are coming off a loss, but they start to turn things around. And you can tell that Joe Burrow has gotten healthy. That was the biggest issue on early during the season. He wasn't stepping in the pass. He couldn't run around and plant that leg and push off of, of that calf. He got healthy again. I like the Bengals in this game. 
Yeah. Well, tell us again, MMA, you got it down at Long Beach. Talk to us about where people can see these fights. Yeah, if you're in the Long Beach area, the SoCal area in general, this Saturday, uh, doors open at, at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can get your tickets at lightsoutaccept.com, and you will be live on Football TV, Football Sports. This is our biggest our biggest car yet. You know, last last fight, we, we sold out. Um, and we had 250 people outside. I felt bad, man. I had to have someone uh, to relay the, the messages and, and uh, you know, the results of the fights to the people outside. So I encourage everybody to get your tickets this time at lightsoutaccept.com. Yeah, get them early, get out there. I know that you've said in the past, too, that even in your playing days, you loved MMA. Great way to work on your hands. Like, you getting in there and sparring with anybody? I, I do. I do. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, because <laughs> mentally I got to tell myself that I'm old, right? So oh. I'm going in and stay in shape, and I'll let <laughs> these young guns go, go out there and do it. So I, I'll do it to a point. I know my place. But I like to, I like to stay in it and, and stay in the mix. You're the best, Sean. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to do this with us. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me. That is Sean Merriman. And yes, make sure you go check out all of the action on Fubo TV. Lights out extreme fighting. Of course, a, a fun play on the dance that he became known for back in the day in the National Football League. But great stuff from him on two of his former teams that are struggling right now when they came into this year expected to be contenders. That, of course, being the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to take a step aside real quickly when we come back. VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, Mike Palm, is going to join us over the phone. Get Palm pressing three three big picture items for Michael Lombardi. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a more informed better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We are wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. And while he's not in studio today, excited as always on a Thursday to welcome in great friend of the show, VP of operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, Mr. Mike Palm. And even though you're not here, really appreciate you taking some time for us today. Mike, how are you? Thank you, Stormy. Thank you, Michael. Long time listener, first time call. Where's your height and weight? We need to ring the bell. Love it. Um, Before we get into Palms Pressing 3, just want to touch on the game coming up tonight. Al Michaels and everyone rejoicing. We have a good Thursday night football game with the Bengals and Ravens. Where's the money going? Oh, we're up to four at Circus. So three and a half all day yesterday. And now we we moved to four. Total sitting at 46 and a half. Who do you like, Mike? You know... I liked Baltimore a lot last week. They got off to the lead, uh, didn't work out, which I'm glad because I have a Cleveland over nine and a half future. So if I wasn't going to cover the six, I wanted Cleveland to win. I thought I was looking good. And then we get to Deshaun Watson news and then, uh, you know, for Cleveland side. And then I was surprised DTR. But, uh, Michael, I just think that as a rule, you can't lay more than three in these AFC North games. It's just no matter what, it, the inexplicable results, mm-hmm. nobody should be more than a three-point favorite. I can't get there at four, even though I like Baltimore. I'm not going to have a play on the game. Me too. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and with that, uh, you know, while we're on Baltimore, that's where we're going to start today's Palm Pressing 3. Excited to get your big questions for Michael, but I know this first one involves that Ravens offense and Todd Monken. Yes, Michael. Question one. After 10 games, what grade would you give Ravens offensive coordinator Tom Munkin on his assignment to create a more potent and balanced offense than his predecessor Greg Roman had? They are seven and three, but have blown fourth quarter leads in all three losses. Well, I would say this. They are 31st in attempting passes. So they haven't really wanted to throw the ball very much. They're 20th in yards. They haven't really gained a lot of yards through the air. They're 20th in touchdowns. They really haven't thrown the ball into the end zone. They're ninth in yards per attempt. So they have made more big plays. They should. They put a lot of money in these receivers, right? They still are the number two team in rushing attempts. They still are the number one team in yards. They still are the number two team in yards per attempt. It's all about their run game, whether it's Lamar's feet, whether it's Lamar, whether it's handing the ball off. This Raven, no matter who's the coordinator, and I don't really think much has changed, honestly. I know Munkin, every time they get a first down, we said five minutes of looking at him in the press box. They're good. They're throwing it the same amount. They're just making more big plays. So that he deserves credit for that. But they're also healthy. They have their tight ends. I think, to me, they'll always be a run team because with Lamar, you got to defend the six-back attack. 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike. I thought you were going to go ahead and ask question number two, but I'm, I'm with you there as it pertains to the Baltimore Ravens. Question number two, Mike, uh, you're talking about CJ Stroud. I know that he has had back-to-back outstanding games and has got a lot of pub from national media recently. Michael, this week I've talked to a handful of folks, two of which used to be NFL MVP voters, who all said that if the season ended today, they would vote for CJ Stroud for MVP. Are you buying this argument? I don't know how you can, Mike. I think it's a great story, but we have such short memories in this league. In week five, right? In week five against the Atlanta Falcons, he threw for, you know, they lost that game. He threw for 249. Then he comes back against the Saints and he throws for 177. And then he throws for 119 against Carolina. You know, I I mean, to me, I think it's a great story, and I think he's the rookie of the year. But when you're talking about the MVP, you're talking about a guy who puts his team in the first or the second seed in some of the conferences, and he's not going to do that. So I don't get that. But, you know, we are such a what-have-you-done-lately for me. I mean, look, Cincinnati has been horrible on defense. Horrible. I mean, we were giving Brock Purdy all sorts of crap for how bad he played against Cincinnati, you know, and they lost San Francisco lost. Oh my God. They lost to Cincinnati. Well, everybody moves the ball in Cincinnati. He moved the ball and he gained 460 yards against Cincinnati, 347 in the air. They turned it over, which is what saves Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense has been able to create eight turnovers in the last three weeks. That's all that saved them. If they don't have that, they can't stop anybody. So I'm not going to get carried away with the Texans moving the ball as effectively. I think it's great. I think he's playing great. MVP, not so fast. So, Michael, while you don't see him as an MVP, I know that you're also not a huge believer in Trevor Lawrence on the road, and the Texans have a relatively easy schedule down the stretch here. How live are they in the division? Well, I mean, they killed the Texans. They killed the Jags at home. Lawrence on the road is great. Lawrence at home is not good. That's where Lawrence gets. I mean, I know it's weird, Stormy. I know you just said that and you think, wait a minute, is that right? No, he's bad at home. He's at 6.3 yards per attempt at home. He's at 8.01 on the road. I know it makes no sense at all. And that's what worries you against the Titans. So I think, look, the Titan, the, the, the Jaguars got their butts beat. It was a weird game, right? Remember, the, the, the I think it was the, the guard took the punt, took the extra, the kickoff back, and they turned the ball over. I think the I think the Jags will play better the next time, even in Houston. All right, Mike Palm, what's question number three? Michael, on Monday night, will we learn more about the Eagles or more about the Chiefs? More about the Chiefs. The Eagles are good. Well, the Chiefs didn't score in the second half against the against the Miami Dolphins, and they still won the game 21 to 14. I think Miami's a real sleeper team in the second half of the season, defensively particularly. And so what we need to figure out, Andy Reid, we've seen it, we've read it, we're going to hear it for the next four days about how good he is coming off a bye. And he is, he's great. And Mahomes said after the game in in Germany, we got to fix this offense. And he's right. They've got to get back to fixing the offense. How are they going to do that? Can they fix it against a Philadelphia secondary? That if you protect, if you can give him time, you can throw the ball against him. Now, the problem is giving them time, and we'll see if the Chiefs' offensive line is the problem. For me, when I watch their tape, this line doesn't play as good as it has in the past. Now, they don't have the great skill players that they had. I mean, they've invested so much. They, they keep talking about Tony. We're going to save him for him healthy. 
I mean, what are we saving him for? He averages 6.4 yards a catch. I mean, if it's Mahomes is playing better than he ever has, we got to figure out where they are in terms of their offensive football, in terms of can they put the ball into the end zone and make plays. I mean, right now, they haven't been able to do that. And the other thing is they've turned the ball over way too much. They're 30th in the league offensively in turning the ball over. Mike Palm, these teams are are very different, it feels like, than they were when they played in the Super Bowl last year. How do you view this matchup? Well, I think the Chiefs are more different than the Eagles are. Um, I think this is the first real road test for the Eagles against a good team. So uh, it should be a fun Monday night game. Michael, we're down to just over 600 entries left in Survivor. I believe Paul Howard is the only VEASAN person still alive. Pritch and Mitch both went out, by the way, a radio show back in the day. Both went out uh, with the Bengals this past week. Paul does not have Dallas nor Detroit left. He is using Miami on um, Black Friday. He does have Philadelphia for Christmas Monday. This week, he's left with the choice of Jacksonville at home against Tennessee or Houston Texans at home against Arizona. Any advice for him? He does have two entries left. I would take Jacksonville, both of them. I don't think Jacksonville is going to lose to Tennessee. If you look at Levis's numbers that have not been very good, Jacksonville's got to play better at home. I think Jacksonville will. I mean, they've got to get Lawrence going. Peterson said it's because of the injuries he hasn't played as well. You can throw the football very well on the Tennessee Titans secondary. May or Mayfield did it. I think it's a close game. He's going to have to sweat out both games. But if the one team, I would take Jacksonville here. Mike Palm, appreciate your time. Wish you were here in studio with us, but we'll see you next Thanks, week. Mike. Okay, see you next Thursday. That is the one Thank and you only so much, Mike. Mike Palm, VP of Thank Operations you. here at Circa Resort and Casino, as well as the D in Golden Gate in downtown Las Vegas. And Michael, I was surprised to hear you say that because we were just talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence's struggles at home. Got to take Jacksonville. Yeah, but I mean, Tennessee is really, Tennessee just doesn't have enough. With Levis playing quarterback, they just don't have enough. I don't, don't think. It'll be a close game. I mean, he's going to have to sweat it out. Oh. I mean, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Jacksonville was my survivor loser against Houston earlier this year, so I just cannot trust that team. But I definitely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> That's a wrap for us today. I'll see you this weekend, Michael. Thanks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.